Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. And thank you to the MoneyWeb team back again tomorrow. I'm Brad Brown with you until 7 o'clock this evening. And we're chatting all things sports. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll hear from... Orlando Pirates caretaker coach Eric Tinkler uh, before they jet off to the Democratic Republic of Congo for their CAF Confederations Cup trophy clash this coming weekend against AC Leopards. We'll find out exactly what's going on in that squad. We'll also chat, uh, or we'll hear from Steve Compella, uh, who had his first practice session at Kaiser Chiefs today. Evans Maripa joining us as well, South Africa's number one wheelchair tennis player. And we'll also hear from Louis Mankies ahead of the 2015 Tour de France. But speaking of Steve Compella, uh, his contract at Kaiser Chiefs could be in jeopardy. We'll have to wait and see how this one unfolds. Media reports saying that Maritzburg United have given Compella's agent an ultimatum that if he does not receive, or if they do not receive payment within the next 24 hours from the agent and all Kaiser Chiefs as described by a buyout clause in his contract, they expect Compella back at work in Peter Maritzburg with immediate effects in order to work out his notice period, which is until the end of July. In other football news, former Orlando Pirates midfielder Halman Kalele is back in the Buccaneers to lift the 2015 CAF Confederations Cup trophy. He says the Soweto Giants, who have not lost a match since the start of the tournament, have proved that they have what it takes to make history and become the first African team to bring the prestigious silverway home. The former Bufana midfielder explains why he thinks his former club stands a good chance of winning the tournament. What Pirates has done, that makes them to, to, to continue to be a strong force in African club football. It is because most of the players they played, especially not only in 2013 uh, finals. You know, before that, Orlando Barrett has been playing year in, year out in those in in, in, in club African competition. So that thing, what it does, it, it, it gives confidence. It also it gives experience to most of the players. Looking ahead to this weekend's clash, Pirates will be without Roy Mayamutsa and Tami Gabuza for the clash against AC Leopards in the Democratic Republic of Congo as the pair are suspended. Russian government has ordered 560 million US dollars in cuts in spending on the 2018 World Cup but said the construction of stadiums would not be affected. Russia has been forced to trim spending because of economic problems worsened by the collapse of global oil prices and economic sanctions imposed on Moscow over its role in the crisis in the Ukraine. According to reports in South America, Diego Maradona intends to stand as a candidate for the FIFA presidency and Croatia striker Mario Mandzukic has uh, undergone a medical at Juventus ahead of his proposed transfer to Athletic Madrid uh, from Atletico Madrid. Rather, English media reports suggest that Manchester United are keen on signing Bayern Munich's Bastian Schweinsteiger and Real Madrid defender Sergio Ramos. In tennis news, South Africa's Kevin Anderson has climbed three places in the latest ATP World Tour rankings today. That after losing to Andy Murray in the final of the Aegon Championships of Queens yesterday, Anderson now sits at a career-high 14th. Uh, in the overall rankings, Novak Djokovic remains uh, number one, Roger Federer second, and Queen's champion Andy Murray third. Serena Williams still tops the unchanged ladies top ten, while defending Wimbledon champion Petra Kvitova has withdrawn from the Eastbourne International due to illness. That means the Czech will head into uh, Wimbledon at the All England Club with no official matches on grass in the build-up.
On to rugby news, uh, another Springbok will be heading north after this year's World Cup. Loose forward Marcel Kutsia will head to Japan following the World Showpiece where he will play for Honda Heat Club. He will return to the Sharks though for the 2016 Super Rugby season. Peter Steff de Toy could be heading to Western Province. That according to Western Province Director Rugby Gert Smal. De Toy's contract runs out at the Sharks at the end of the month and Smal says they've been in discussions with the young lock. And finally in cricket news, Pakistan's Mohammed Afiz looks to be in trouble and could be banned from bowling for a year after he was reported for a suspect action in their test against Sri Lanka in goal. If found guilty, the 34-year-old will receive an automatic 12-month ban for being reported twice in a two-year period. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat to Eric Tinkler. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. A lot of talk and the off-season's been around transfers and new coaches going to different clubs. But for Orlando Pirates, it's been head down and working hard because it hasn't really ended for them just yet. A big game coming up this weekend. Uh, they're heading north onto the continent and they'll be... Uh, I think it's going to be a tough clash, but they've uh, performed pretty well on the road uh, as of late. They're going to be taking part in the CAF uh, Confederation Cup trophy uh, coming up again against uh, AC Leopards in the Democratic Republic of Congo. We join now by Orlando Pirates caretaker coach uh, Eric Tinkler. Eric, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for your time this evening. Uh, good evening and good evening to your listeners. Eric, it's been a bit of a, a long stretch for you guys where, where all the other clubs have taken a bit of time off. You guys have pretty much worked all the way through. Uh, how, how are things looking in that squad? I mean, are, is, is, is fatigue setting in or are the guys pretty amped and, and ready to go this coming weekend? No, the guys were pretty amped, and uh, we did give them a bit of a break after the game against Kalum. I basically gave them six days off, and then obviously we had them, the ones who didn't have a break were those that obviously joined the national team. But, you know, the, the, the last week's training and this week, you know, the, the mood is very good. The spirits are very high. We had an opportunity to sit with the players and show them a little bit of video footage of AC Leopards playing in Donacy and uh, gave them an idea of what they're going to face in terms of the standard of the pitch that we're going to be playing on and the quality of the team that we're going to be playing against. Uh, the standard of the pitch and the quality of the team are, are one thing, but also a very hostile home crowd you're going to be up against as well. How do you prepare for something like that? No, well, I think we've been there before. majority of the players played them in the Champions League and uh, we unfortunately lost the game there 1-0. And, uh, you know, they've had the experience. They know that, you know, it's, it's not an easy trip. It's going to be an extremely difficult trip because we'll, we'll land in Pont Noir and then we've got basically a four hour bus drive to get to Dulacy. And then, uh, the hotel that we're staying at is not, not of the greatest, uh, in, in the greatest of conditions. Um, but, but what is important is that they understand we're going there to do a job and that's to, to try and collect as many points as we can from the game. I, ideally, we would like to go there and collect the three points and, and come home, you know, in, in a happy and a good mood. How, how important is it first up to, to win? And, and yes, you're on the road first up, but uh, it'll be a huge, not, not just a psychological boost, but to have those points in the bag heading back to South Africa would, would be massive. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, if we go look at our Champions League record, we had a fantastic result away from home against Al-Akhli. And then our home record was very good. And uh, if we can do the same, then, then obviously we can guarantee ourselves getting into uh, into the semi-finals. So, so it's vitally important that we try and collect maximum points at home. And where we can, we need to try and get a, a result 
either at AC Leopards or at uh, Zamalek or, or at CS Faction. But ideally, you would like to to secure those three points immediately against mm-hmm. AC Leopards. Eric, we spoke to uh, former Buccaneer Ham uh, Kalele, SABC Sported, and, and he was saying that the, the experience that, that your squad has in playing on the continent is going to be a, a huge, huge factor. You obviously agree with that. You've mentioned that uh, a lot of the lot of the squad has played up north already. That, does that make a, a massive difference, knowing that the guys you're going there with have been there before and they know what to expect and they know what you expect? Definitely, I think, you know, the, the fact that the players played in the Champions League and the fact that we got all the way to the final and the experience that those players gained from from that, you know, can only benefit us. And, uh, you know, a lot of those players we've retained, they continue at the club. Yes, there's been a few new faces that have come in, like Tabo Rakali, but, you know, not only is he getting the message from me, he's getting the message from, from the players on the field and... and the importance of uh, them understanding what what it takes to really collect points away from home in in the competition and how important it is. And then let, let's talk a couple of specific plays. You're going to be without uh, Roy Mahmutsa and uh, Tansaku Gabuza, who are, are both suspended. Uh, mm. I mean, Tommy Gabuza has been in, in in great nick and, and scoring a few goals. Yeah. Uh, they, they're going to be missed this weekend. Definitely, you know, both of them have been in very good form for us, and unfortunately, they picked up yellow cards. Kabuza's yellow was a, a very silly yellow, so you know, because of his celebration of his goal, and and you know, they they will be missed for this game. This particularly Kabuza because of his uh, his power and his strength and his ability to 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 chase central defenders and and put them under pressure, and and considering also the conditions of the field that we're going to be playing on. You know that we're going to be forced on many occasions to have the high ball, which is not really our game. And and he would have been a huge asset for us had he have been been there. You know, but you know you you can't sit and worry about those things. We've got to we've got to go with what we what we have, and we still have a lot of strength. You know, we still have Manos Maclelo, who's now back to to full fitness. He has the same ability aerially that that Kabuza has, so so we can utilize him. And then prior to to Roy being suspended, uh, uh, C.S. Angweni was in the team and he was doing extremely well and, and he, he set out the last game due to suspension, so he comes back in. So, you know, we still have good, good, good options. Eric, as far as the, the depth of your squad, I mean, you're pretty satisfied with, with uh, what you've got. Are you guys in the market to, to pick up any more <laughs> in the off-season, looking, looking ahead particularly to the, the 2015-2016 AFSA Premiership? Yeah, we're always obviously looking to, to strengthen the squad, you know, I think all the teams do that year after year. And there's obviously players that we that we we think can come and bolster and strengthen strengthen the squad for for next season. We're obviously gonna need to have quite a lot of depth in our squad due to the fact that, you know, our two seasons have overlapped and, and as you stated before there might be that concern about key of the players going forward, you know, if we look towards October, November time. So it's important that we do look to strengthen the team as much as we possibly can. But, you know, we, we've got a lot of depth. And I think, you know, our problem this last season uh, wasn't the fact that we had a lot of depth in our squad. I think there were external factors that, that played a huge part in us not having a very successful season. So hopefully we can turn that around. Eric Tinkler, caretaker coach of Orlando Pirates, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Safe travels to you and the rest of the squad. And we look forward to, to supporting you as South Africans this coming Saturday. Thank you very much. SAFM 
Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and Kaiser Chiefs head coach Steve Compella says in order for him to succeed, he needs to contact his predecessor about the technical approach at Kaiser Chiefs. Compella, who was appointed as Amakosi coach last week, says they'll hit the ground running in preparation for the ABSA Premiership 2015-2016 campaign. He says he believes he has an edge in succeeding with the team because he's worked with Stuart Baxter and some of the players at national team level when he was the assistant coach. I think it is only proper and more professional of me to go back and say, hey Stuart, I just got a unique opportunity to be in the big shoes that you left. Give me a guide. Or what is it that you experienced? Maybe I could learn one or two things from your experiences. Surely there's massive beautiful things that he left here mm-hmm. that he would say this is how I got it and also advise me on uh, I think I think Steve it could have been better if I did that and I'm talking purely technical mm-hmm. and also the profile of the players I, I know the players mm-hmm. I've worked with them at different levels mm-hmm. I profile them week in week out. <coughs> I watch almost all the matches that I care but watching a player from afar and getting information from somebody who's worked with that player from within Mm-hmm. is different. Another dimension is the fact that I will be working with them. So sharing such information would be more like getting more of confessions, confirmations, so that you can take quickly right decisions. The 47-year-old Compelu describes himself as a slave of hard work, says the only way to win trophies is to put in the hard graft. It talks to preparation. The willingness just comes from desire. If you want to reach a destination, you don't reach by wishing. You literally walk. You gotta do it. So it's all about now. All the talk will be gone. It's about work now. So my understanding of that is that you can wish and have desire. But what is important is that get out there and do it. Even for me, statements that are made, references that are made, exactly the one of Moyes, might be a good tag. But that should actually push me to want to change that paradigm. So it's all about just work towards that. And I'm one of those people. I... I'm a slave of hard work. I have unbelievable desire for work. Sometimes I overwork myself. But I think the only way to success is through hard work. No comfort. The day you're comfortable, it's a disaster. Compella says he wants people to remember him as a coach who won trophies with Chiefs. The eloquent and articulate Compella says he'll try his best to prove to Glamour Boys founder and chairman Kaiser Motohong and everyone involved that they haven't made a mistake in appointing him. It is there. You, you get anxious. Worse when you're bothering around perfection. And it is prompted by you don't want to disappoint people. When people give you the confidence, the chairman says, we choose this coach. It is at the back of having confidence in your abilities. Now, when that time approaches, not that there's fear, but it is the anxiety that the chairman must get what, what he was, was looking for. Because it is in this manner. You come there, he has seen this in you. And then when it is time to give it out so that you can justify his decision, if it doesn't come through, mm-hmm. it becomes a disappointment. So to me, it, it became more of a sleepless night in the sense that I wanted to be at the level the chairman had seen me before so that I can justify the decision taken by the club, the directors mm-hmm. and everybody else involved. Compella says although he played for Chiefs and was an assistant coach, nothing comes close to the feeling of being appointed head coach. He says even though he's been with the club before, nothing is as important as the job he has now.
In fact, I achieved nothing in this club. Uh, just speaking of, of, of achievement, um, mm. would you say perhaps from a young boy um, wishing to play for Kaiser Chiefs at, the, at that time, mm. compared to now as a head coach, mm. would that not be... I mean, uh, it, It's amazing because Chiefs had been my, my childhood team. Yeah. I had always liked this team, my favorite team, and watching them. I still have pictures, old pictures of the legends there. And then you go on, you go on, you play for them. You go on, you go on, you become assistant coach. You go on, you go on, you become coach. You can't ask for more. If there's one way that God would say, choose a way in terms of moving up and wanting to be in a scenario, this would be the best scenario. But I have to make it worthwhile. That even those who've given me the opportunity will look back and say, we did not make a mistake. Steve Compella taking over from Stuart Baxter has been compared by some to David Moyes taking over from Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. But Compella says he's not phased by it and it's not the same. The scenario that is being painted at might be like, but it is not. Man United, Kaiser Chiefs, Moyes and Steve mm-hmm. were slightly different. And the, the, the set of players at Man United and the set of players at Kaiser Chiefs, they might not be the same. Moyes had not worked with those players at national level. I had worked with our players at national level. Mm-hmm. And the management of our players here, I think I am with utmost humility, adequately equipped to deal with them. I don't know how Moyes dealt with the players at Man United. But the legacy left by Ferguson, obviously, over 20 years, it would take a hell of, a, hell of a guy to live mm-hmm. to such. So it's a point of reference, maybe a honing shot, but it is not a defining moment. Compella took charge of his first training session at Naturina today, while Kaiser Chiefs expected to announce their new signings tomorrow. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader, and you heard a little bit earlier on in the show that South Africa's Kevin Anderson's leapfrogged to his career highest ranking of 14th at uh, the moment, or 13th rather, at the moment on the World ATP rankings after his fantastic performance at uh, the Queen's Club this past weekend, finishing runner-up to Andy Murray in the final of the Aegon Championship. But another South African who's also leapfrogging up the world rankings is South Africa wheelchair tennis men's number one, Evans Maripa. Uh, he's been on tour for the last five weeks and he's just uh, arrived back in South Africa and he's worked his way up to career best 11th in the world. Evans, welcome back onto SAFN Sports Wrap. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Welcome home and congratulations on that 11th ranking. Oh, thank you, and it's great uh, to be back home. It always feels good after so many weeks away and so many, a lot of playing, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, Evans, uh, you, you say it's great to be home after a lot of playing, but there was a lot of traveling involved as well. Tell us uh, tell us about the trip. Where where were you and, and where did you play? Yeah, I went to first, um, in the first week where we went, we went to Israel, and uh, pretty pretty played well there. You know, I was building up the confidence as well. Um, I lost in the semi-final there in Israel, and yeah, from there we took it straight to World Team Cup, which is uh, in Turkey. But yeah, I was held in Turkey, and yeah, we played very good in Turkey. You know, the rest of the team we performed very well. You know, though so we couldn't break into the group one. But yeah, I won all, you know, won all my matches, um, and then it was always one-one, and then we had to play doubles to make it a two-one. So we did that. We probably we got to the finals as well. 
as well, so we couldn't, you know, win the final. And yeah, we we, we took back home the silver medal. That's fantastic in that uh, BNP World Team Cup. Uh, she also headed out east to to the Korea Open as well. Yes, the Korea Open, another three weeks, which is very long, you know. In, once you spend two weeks uh, out there, it's kind of like, you know, you've been away for some time. Yeah, Korea was very good as well. We went to uh, Seoul, that's, uh, you know, a great one tournament, uh, where I lost to the Australian Ben Weeks in the quarterfinals, which, yeah, he, he really played very good, and I can't complain. I just, you know, I, I just lost. So, congrats to him, that's what I said. And, yeah, we also went to Dago Open, uh, still in Korea, you know, you know, two hours away from from Seoul. We drove there, and, yeah, it was a pretty much good um, a good week for me there. From the first, uh, match, the first match I played, I, I performed very well to, you know, to the best ability that I, I should be playing at. And, yeah, um, I reached the final there. I played the guy from... <laughs> from Netherlands called Tom Eckbring and the guy ranked uh, he ranked number 10 and yeah before there as well I played the guy called another from uh, Japan he ranked number 8 in the world uh, in the semi-final I beat the guy 7-5-7-5 and then I played finally as with Tom um, yeah with, with the Tom it was a very tight first set where he took it 7-6 in the tie break and uh, second set he took it 6-4 um, it was a good experience for me. I mean, playing with those uh, fifteen guys, and I just knew taking two one of them it actually boosted my confidence a lot. And after that, we went to uh, Busan Open, where it was also um, uh, a semi-final for me. I played Sanada again from Japan, and uh, at that time he actually, you know, it's one of those like I'm going for a revenge, and I was kind of like, yeah. Me too, I'm coming again. I want to win this <laughs> tournament. So it was, it was kind of a tight, tight game for me and him. And there was a lot of uh, toilet breaks in there to break one of each other's, you know, momentum, get into the, you know, mindset, stuff like that. So in the third set, that uh, I actually uh, lost it a bit there, so I couldn't really hold on my confidence. And then I lost uh, the, uh, the match there. Evans, as as far as the the standard of play, obviously playing here in South Africa, you, you get game time, but uh, it's it's just going to lift your game playing against better opposition. And and this five weeks that you spent on the road, as hard as it was traveling, uh, just by your ranking, you can see that your game has definitely improved from a confidence level. How are you feeling after this trip? Well, after this trip, I mean, the confidence wise, feeling is very awesome. I mean, hundred. I'm very, I'm very actually happy at how I played the last, you know, this past uh, week, this past month. So it was really good for me, and uh, I just saw that actually I can, you know, I can do it. You know, I just need, I just need to get into play with these guys. Like what happened in the five, uh, you know, five weeks away. I played very amazing tennis. I mean, I'm really, very, I'm, I'm very happy at that, and it's, it's actually good for me. It's building my, my confidence in a way that I know even 2016 it should be something, you know, different. They should be seeing some, some new stuff, some new style from uh, South Africa. What, what's next? What's next for Evans Moripa? Uh, what's next for me? It's uh, a week off just now. You know, go see my family. You know, be with my family, and I come back. And, 
next week to start making you know training and uh, stuff like that and then uh we're gonna go to Nottingham Open and uh they're gonna be a Swiss Open as well and a Belgian Open as well, so which are ITF one but the uh, one in Nottingham is a uh, super series. So it's gonna be very competitive. But uh, for me, it's not really going to be, you know, as uh, stressful that much. I don't need to stress about anything. I just need to focus on my game and play my game. And, you know, the results will come after. Brilliant, Demis Maripa. Congratulations once again on that uh, fantastic performance. Uh, Enjoy the week off, and we look forward to following your progress when you get back into action and head overseas once again. Thanks for your time this evening. That's my pleasure. And lastly, I just want to thank uh, the effort company, South Africa, for putting so much effort, uh, effort in me and also Southcoke as well, making this happen for us. So I just want to thank them for the, the, the work that they're putting in. And yeah, it's my pleasure to have me here. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some cycling now on SAFM. And Louis yeah. Mankis believes that uh, he's uh, delighted, uh, or says that he's delighted to have made the shortlist for the team that will be partaking in this year's Tour de France. Team MTN Quebec will make history as the first African registered cycling team to take part in the Tour de France after getting a wild card entry to the biggest cycling event in the world. Speaking from his team's training base in Luca, Italy, Mankis says uh, it'll be a great opportunity to showcase Africa's potential. Yeah, um, uh, Team MTN Quebec uh, announced a very exciting uh, shortlist for Tour de France, uh, including seven seven African riders and uh, yeah, uh, four South Africans, uh, three South Africans. So yeah, it's very exciting and uh, yeah, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to show the continent and to show South Africa. In his last race, Mankey said, well, it's the first mountain stage of the Criterium du Dauphiné in a field that consisted of accomplished riders such as Alejandro Valverde of Movistar, Astana's Vincenzo Nibali, as well as Team Sky's Christopher Froome. Mankey spoke of his third-place finish just behind the Tour de France winner. Yeah, it, uh, I had a very good day. It was a day that really suited me. And, uh, yeah, I was in the lead group right until the final kilometers and... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Chris Room showed his class and came past me in the last few kilometers. So, but still very happy with taking the third place and uh, being right up there. While the other riders couldn't sustain the pace, Mankey still a composed, giving a very formidable bunch of riders a run for their money and ensuring a top 10 finish overall for Team Quebecer. Mankey has more. Yeah, we just completed the criterium the Dauphiné and it was a very successful race for Team MT in Quebec with uh, Daniel Tekham Hymenot winning the King of the Mountains jersey and uh, yeah having a lot of top 10 finishes so it was really good boosting the morale for to the front for the team and showing that our progress is on track and that everything is going according to plan for to the front Mankey's also spoke about uh, the feeling within the camp at MTN Quebec as they prepare for a landmark Tour de France. Yeah, there's an absolute awesome feeling in the team right now. Um, it's a huge success just going to Tour de France, and uh, yeah, everyone's already just happy about that. And uh, yeah, now everyone is looking forward to the challenge of Tour de France and you know, trying to do their best, and everyone is just picking up their game and trying to support each other. So. At the moment, it's a really nice environment to be in. SAFM Sports Wrap.
Well, it was a big sporting weekend this past weekend, uh, in particular for Bafana Bafana and Coach Sheikh Mashab has promised to keep the same squad that beat Mauritius 3-0 at the Dobsonville Stadium on Saturday afternoon for the Chan preliminary stage two leg of the qualifier uh, that takes place away from home in two weeks' time. This after he struggled to get players last week following the withdrawal of 12 players 48 hours before the game, a brace from Sipilele Nshengasi and a solitary strike from Tangsankwa Gabuza eased the pressure on Saturday. Shaba says he wants to keep the same team, but there are no guarantees that he'll get the players. We, we appreciate that. We say to them, thanks, let's hope it's not for the, the last time they do this. We appreciate it for coming on board when uh, we needed them the most. Uh, to, to us, as a technical committee, we've just discussed now, because we've got to submit a list. This is the, the team that we're going to take with some few additions, maybe from other clubs, uh, where we will get players who are willing to come. So we are saying things are right. This is the team we intend taking to Mauritius in the in fortnight's time. Well, besides all the challenges with players, one of the players had huge challenges over the last short while has been Itumalen Kune, and he said the last few days were challenging. It was very difficult for, for, for all of us, including the, the experienced players. Myself and Mandla in the team we were the most experienced players, but uh, it was very difficult for us to motivate the players because I mean at some stage we were only nine if not ten and we were looking at ourselves and the team wasn't balanced. We were asking ourselves if we had to go into a match with this team who would start in which position but again Safa was working very hard in making sure they bring other players on board so it was a great morale booster for us as we woke up for breakfast this morning and we saw a couple of new faces and the team was starting to, to, to be balanced and that's when we started switching on and focusing more on the job at hand. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for another edition of SAFM Sports Wrap. This evening, don't forget, you can be in touch. You can find us on Twitter. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. You can also find us on Facebook as well. We'll be back again tomorrow evening at 6.30. Thank you very much from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Shimon Chetty. Have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.